Hi, everyone. On Sunday, I was not able to get all that I wanted to share as far as the topics of the elderly in the assembly in our All in the Family series. And I left off with Lois. And I sure don't want to leave off with Lois. We have dear Lois Griswold here, and the meaning of Lois is agreeable. And we all would agree that our dear Lois is agreeable. But we're not talking about Lois at Northern Hills Bible Chapel. We're talking about Lois in the scripture that is the grandmother of Timothy. So we'll have just a, a short time and we'll add it to the other thoughts that we had on Caleb and Barzillai and Anna and explore the life of this godly grandmother. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thanks for the chance to share with the believers about those that are older. Thank you for the blessing that uh, older folks are among us. Thank you for the value and the preciousness that they are in your sight, dear God. So bless this uh, short recording that we have about dear Lois, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. He's in the Lord's hands, Eunice. I know, Mother, but he's, he's so young. We know what happened to John Mark when he was with Barnabas and Paul. He, he left them. We were told about it. And we know absolutely the dangers that are here. We know it in our own city. Why, why Paul and Barnabas were dragged out and then they stoned Paul to death. Yes, my daughter. But he came back. Paul came back, walked into the city, and then the next day, he walked to Derby, more than 60 miles from here. And then he came back to Lystra, and he preached the gospel, and I believed, you believed, and more importantly for us, my grandson, your son, Timothy, believed. We have faith. We have faith, dear daughter. Faith that God will take care of this young man, Timothy. Without the gospel being preached here, how would you or I or Timothy have eternal life as we have it today? No, there are others that need to hear this gospel news, and Timothy's going to go with Paul and Silas. He's in the Lord's hands. We believe in him. Now, such might have been a conversation between Grandmother Lois and Mother Eunice of their grandson's son, Timothy. He's been invited by Paul and Silas to accompany them on their ministry that they have planned for Western Asia. Now, we know that the plans expanded beyond that, and the gospel went into Europe with Timothy accompanying these men, but... For the time being, let's uh, concentrate on Lois, who she is, what she's like from the verse that we have. Now, we only have one verse, but we can imply a great deal from that and from other portions of Scripture that we have. So the portion that I'd like us to turn to is 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5. And here's how it reads. Timothy is being written to by Paul. Paul says, 
I am reminding you of your sincere faith, a faith that first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you. Paul names the grandmother and the mother by name. Now, I would guess that Timothy's about 20 years old when he leaves with Paul and Silas on their trip. Let's say that Eunice had Timothy when she was 20, and let's say that Lois had Eunice when she was 20. So we put that together and we'll put Lois at her early 60s. She could very easily have been older than that as uh, we think about her this uh, older woman being described by Paul as Timothy's grandmother. So in her late 60s, perhaps early 70s, we have Lois. Now let's think about the background of Lois. The marriage by Eunice could have been a great disappointment to Lois. Eunice married a Gentile, not a Jewish person. And the person that she's married, we don't have his name, the man that she's married has shown essentially disregard or even contempt for the faith that Lois and Eunice have. He didn't have his son circumcised as you would want to have a Jewish boy circumcised the eighth day. Beyond that, there's no evidence at all that he has had any interest in the faith that Lois and Eunice had in the Jewish scriptures in the Old Testament. And again, no evidence of any interest at all in the faith that they have in the Lord Jesus Christ as is presented by Paul and Barnabas to the city of Lystra. So sadly, we have that, and there is Lois with this burden in her heart. <clears throat> However, Lois then ministers to her daughter as far as uh, the ministry is concerned. Lois could have abandoned Eunice and said, I, I wash my hands of you. You didn't marry in the Jewish faith, and now you bear the responsibilities for it. You bear the consequences for this decision on your part. It's certainly not what I wanted for my daughter. That could have been her attitude. But to her, relationship with her daughter is more important than the rule. And I'd want to pause here and just say, the relationship is more important than the rule. There were so many rules that the Lord was confronted with by the Pharisees in his day. And the Lord expanded their thoughts beyond what they were thinking at the time. And I would encourage us in that same idea, that same set of thoughts, as far as Lois and Eunice are concerned, that Lois valued that relationship. Lois could look back in the Old Testament and see that there were exceptions to the need to marry someone in the Jewish faith. She could look at Tamar, Rahab, and Ruth and see that all of these Gentile women were married by Jewish men. She could remember that Esther, a Jew, married a Gentile king. And so she realizes that God is magnanimous. And not only does he allow these marriages to take place, he blesses them. And the great blessing that comes from uh, these women and men. So uh, there's an apparent desire on Lois's part, perhaps, to present the Lord to the husband of Eunice and try to be a bright light in his life. There seems to be no response by that husband. 
But now Lois and Eunice have a brand new soul to work on, and that's little Timothy. It says that from a child you have learned the holy scriptures that are able to make you wise. Lois and Eunice have poured themselves into Timothy, and Timothy absorbs the word of God and becomes someone that follows in their footsteps as far as faith is concerned. Faith in the God of the Old Testament. Not only the God of the Old Testament, but the one who has promised an anointed one, a Messiah that would come. And then come Paul and Barnabas on the first missionary journey to Lystra. And they proclaim that Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, is the Christ, is the Messiah, is the promised one from the Old Testament. Lois, Eunice, and Timothy all embrace this new faith. How important is the ministry of Lois to her both grand, to her both daughter and grandson? And from that, we take this application from Lois's life. How important is the ministry of a grandmother in the lives of her children and of her grandchildren? Let the ministry, dear grandmothers, that you have in the lives of those that are precious in your family be taken by the Lord and blessed to such an extent. You've ministered to your family during the intensive labor times of the early years of your own children, but now let your ministry come into full flower with your grandchildren, taking the time and the patience and the lessons that you've learned over a long life and be applied into the lives of your grandchildren. Certainly, Lois has devoted herself to her grandson, Timothy, and it's pointed out by the Apostle Paul here in 2 Timothy 1, verse 5. Do you think that God cannot take all that you have put into your grandchildren and use it for his blessing and for his glory? What you're doing by the ministry that you have as a grandmother is often you're freeing your daughter or your son up in areas of their life as you babysit, as you care for, as you provide meals for your grandchildren, as you have play days for them, as you do activities with them, as you have special times with them. What you're doing is that God is taking that time and he can bless it and use it for his glory. Thank God for the loving grandmothers that we have among us here in our fellowship in all that they mean to us. Not only has Lois ministered to Eunice and Timothy, she encourages her daughter and grandson in their faith. Her knowledge of the Old Testament scriptures, she's heard the gospel. And now, <clears throat> not only that, there in Lystra, she's seen the miracle of a man who was crippled and now able to walk. And she's seen the... <laughs> response by those that are there in Lystra, they think that Paul and Barnabas are Mercury and Zeus, uh, Jupiter and Hermes. Uh, they think that they're the gods come down among them, and it's very hard to stop the people from uh, offering sacrifice to them. So Lois has seen all of that. She knows of other Jews coming to Lystra and of coming from Antioch of Pisidia and stirring up problems for Paul and for Barnabas and the resulting uh, 
situation of Paul and Barnabas being dragged out of the city and Paul being stoned, Lois is fully aware of all of the blessing and of all of the difficulties and dangers that will be facing her grandson, Timothy, as he's going off with Paul and Silas on this second missionary trip. I'm confident that Lois prayed for her grandson. Dear grandmothers, you have such a ministry in prayer, such, the op such an opportunity to follow your grandchildren wherever they are and pray for them in a way perhaps even their parents can't. We have time, we have opportunity. We don't have the cares of life that parents have and we can devote to prayer our grandchildren. I encourage you in that. Lois, Eunice, and Timothy become members of the Church of Lystra. Paul comes back from Derby and he appoints elders in this church. And now these three people become important individuals in this pioneer outpost of the gospel there in central Turkey. And then on the return, the proof of all that Lois and Eunice have done in the life of this young Timothy is affirmed by the elders there in Lystra and in Derby. When Paul and Silas come through on the second missionary journey, the name Timothy comes up quickly by the elders. Timothy has grown and thrived during this time of about a year and a half when Paul has been away and in the return. Now, it may have been that a conversation was struck up. Boy, we sure do miss that young man, John. In fact, Barnabas and I had to split. Barnabas took John, and I've taken Silas. We don't have a young assistant. Well, we have just the fellow for it. His name is Timothy. He's the grandmother of grandson of Lois, and the, grand, the son of Eunice, and he would be just a great young man. He's been such a help to us here in Lystra and Derby. He's been a person that we can count on here in this church, and I know that you'll be able to count him in your journeys. So quickly, the work of Lois and of Eunice manifests itself in this young man, Timothy. Because of the faith of Lois and Timothy and their devoting themselves to this young man, they have prepared a missionary and a minister it wasn't known to them as they were doing it from this early age. It wasn't even known to them when Timothy became a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and him working there in Lystra and Derby. They would have no idea that Paul and Silas would want to take Timothy with them, but their preparations has produced a marvelous and an amazing young man. <clears throat> He's prepared someone that's going to be used by God Luke would record about Timothy there in the book of Acts. There are churches that would be ministered to by Timothy in Corinth, Ephesus, in Philippi. Paul would say about this dear young man, I have no one like him who is generally concerned with your welfare. There are two beautiful letters that are written by Paul to Timothy to encourage him in his ministry. What an influence of this godly grandmother and mother as well on Timothy's life. How precious 
is the ministry of Grandmother Lois to Timothy for the sake of the people in the churches to whom Timothy will minister during his lifetime. There's the invaluable assistance by Timothy that he gave to Paul and Silas as they crossed over into Europe. There were churches that were established there in Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea, Corinth, that's recorded for us in Acts. The testimony of Paul to so many of these churches is listed for us, usually at the end of the letter, but also at the beginnings, talking about this young man, Timothy, accompanying him and the value of his work. It's especially noticed for us in the books of Second Thess- uh, excuse me, Second Timothy, in uh, Philippians, and in the book of Second Corinthians. The importance of his ministry is highlighted in the two books of Timothy, where Paul calls Timothy my true child in the faith and my beloved child. Paul appeals to Timothy there in 2 Timothy how much he longs for him to come to Rome. Do your diligence to come to me. Come to me shortly, quickly, and be with me. Make sure you bring the cloak that I left and also bring the books and the parchments. You can see the trust that Paul has in this young man, now uh, more of a mature man, to do all of these things, even down to the smallest details of bringing a cloak, book, and parchments, commentaries that Paul has on scripture and perhaps messages that he has for others. So Timothy's such an important young man, and we can thank Lois for her part in developing Timothy into the man that he was. Dear grandmothers, God bless you as the Lord Jesus uses you in the lives of your grandchildren. God bless you in the wider influence that you will have that you may not even be aware of at this time and perhaps won't be aware of in this lifetime. But in the eternity to come, God is using you older grandmothers and I want to include older grandfathers in the lives of your grandchildren praying for them, putting the word of God in them, lending your experience and wisdom, and letting the grandchildren see your walk with the Lord. How thankful I am for agreeable Lois, her faith, her pouring herself into her grandchild, and the recording for it, the recording of it for us in the scripture so we can rejoice in this blessed grandmother. God bless all of you dear grandmothers here at Northern Hills Bible Chapel.